So today's gospel follows immediately after Christ is rejected in Nazareth. And it's interesting because Luke uses the, 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 the exorcism of this man to kind of juxtapose this town in Galilee, Capernaum, to the town of Nazareth. So in the town of Nazareth, the people there didn't hear what Christ was saying. They couldn't. Their hearts were too hard. What's interesting here is that the demon is the first person in Luke's gospel to confess Christ, to use the divine name and to confess him as Messiah. It's a little strange. And there's a reason for it. What the demon is doing here is he's saying, I know you're the one who has come and you're going to cast me out. So to lessen my punishment, I'm going to confess your name. I'm going to do something and I hope that in your humanity, it pleases you. He's trying to appeal to Christ's sense of pride, if he had any. What's so interesting about it is that this is kind of revealing the fact that this is the state of ourselves when we're trying to do things on our own without grace. So notice that this gospel passage takes place on the Sabbath. It's the end of the Jewish week. It's the culmination of everything. Why? Because the Sabbath is the day that creation reached its summit. God had completed everything in the world, and then he rested. But Christ is speaking on the Sabbath. And what's happening is, he's actually recreating this man that's coming into the synagogue. So this man comes into the synagogue possessed with an unclean spirit. He's fulfilling the works of the law. He's doing everything in the Mosaic law. But his heart isn't clean. And that's why he's possessed. And so when Christ casts the demon out, he's recreating this man. He's cleansing his heart. And that's why the people are all amazed. What is there about his word? This is an interesting miracle because Christ usually touches. There's something that he does an action that accompanies his word. Here, it's just his word. Christ is speaking, and reality is changing. Christ speaks, and there's a new creation in this man. He's taking up the old law and fulfilling it. And so, this this man that was possessed heard the word of God, and it actually pierced him to his heart. You're in St. Paul's letters. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It is living and effective. It cuts through bone and marrow, spirit and flesh. And so Christ speaks. And the evil that is in this man, the demon that possesses him, is cast out. We need to be like these people in Capernaum. We need to have ears so that we can hear. 
And the most fundamental way that we can do that is by being pure in heart. It's the beginning of the spiritual life. So what does that mean? How are we pure in heart? To be pure in heart means that we, we will one thing, we desire one thing, we love one thing, and we think one thing. And that one thing is Jesus Christ. That is what it means to be pure in heart. And so if we desire this, we have to take the first step. So tonight, when your day is done, you're probably going to go home, and you're going to be by yourself. Pay attention to what you start thinking about. Because that will be what you find most important right now. Our goal is that when we are finally by ourselves and our minds are left to our own devices, that instead of thinking about the conversations that we could have had today, the people that we met, the thing that made us angry, instead of thinking about those things, we think about God. We direct our interior conversations with ourselves in, in not yet happened uh, situations, we direct our thoughts, our mind, to God, and we converse with Him rather than ourselves. To be pure in heart means that those interior conversations that we have by ourselves, in the quiet of our hearts, aren't about us. They're about Jesus Christ. That is what it means to listen to the Word of God. Because if we're listening to the Word of God in the silence of our hearts, at the end of the day, when no one else can see or hear us, then when we get into moments, like in the Mass, we'll actually hear Christ speak to us. Because we'll be practicing that presence of God constantly. We'll actually be able to hear Christ when we're in the midst of suffering and trials and temptations. But we have to practice that idea of speaking to Christ in those quiet moments when our minds are left up to ourselves. Because if we aren't listening to him there, then we certainly won't listen to him when we come to Mass. Then we certainly won't listen to him when we're being distracted by suffering. And we certainly won't listen to him when we're being tempted by the devil. Blessed are the pure in heart, for theirs is the kingdom of God.